Okay, so first of all, we all at least understand the basics, which it's very kedai to review. The basics are that she's normal, and she's responding normally. Viktor Frankl, famous psychiatrist after the Holocaust, wrote a book. I'm sure most of you heard of it. And one of his famous quotes is that an abnormal reaction to an abnormal situation is normal. None of us would ever think or imagine in a million years that we could go through what she went through and do better. We have no right to think that. We know that a person goes through Gehenim on earth and could have been as successful as any of us, had all the brains and midas and sweetness and care, and was ripped away from the world, like a holocaust. And the whole family is on this beautiful boat, living, thriving, getting married, having children, going through life, raising beautiful families. And for what crime did she do that she cannot have that? And she may or may not have that. Mr. Chena Rebbe said that these children are clearly a carbon seabor, that they're picked by Hashem for some reason to atone for our sins. And all the pain that she has is for Klaus's soul. Because there's nothing that she could have possibly done in this world to deserve that her life should be ruined. She's not less good than us. She's not less nice than us. She's not less anything than us. It means that if it would have happened to me, then we would be on the phone talking about me. And if it would have happened to you, then everything that you have in your life would just fade away. It wouldn't be there. And would be replaced by uh, boot camps, eating dirt, sleeping on the floor, like in a Holocaust, trying to save yourself and trying to put your life together. Try to imagine what it's like to try to kill yourself and to be hospitalized and to be in hospitals and to go through the Gehenim. Nobody chooses that. So sometimes we have a kid at risk, what they call kid at risk, which I don't, know, I don't know what that means. But sometimes you don't know the trauma and you think maybe they're having fun. Well, here we're dealing with a situation where nobody thinks that she's having fun. Nobody thinks that a beautiful, lovely, charming, smart girl is doing this for Taiva. She could, if she was about Taiva, she could be married today to a rich guy and fly around the world on jets and have all the Taiva that she wants and still build her life. Nobody thinks that she's making a life choice here. Nobody thinks that she's stupid and that she doesn't understand that this is not a life. Everybody understands 100% that we're dealing with something that we can't understand, that we're dealing with something bigger than cancer that destroyed her life, destroyed your parents' lives in looking at her. The Stachina Rebbe said that the parents are also carbon seabler. If Koppelman said... Kuppelman Zatal said that there's no Avera that parents can do to deserve the punishment of what your parents are going through. So we're all suffering. And we have a lav in the Torah that when you have a relative that's in pain, you're not allowed to look away. Shmuel Kamenetsky Shlita said that this is going on these kids as well. It's not just if you have a relative who's poor that you're not allowed to look away. But what is the actual love? The love is that if you are all working hard and nobody has extra money, but you have a relative that's poor, you're not allowed to say, oh, I'm, I'm busy with my own life. I really can't do this right now. Or I'll do my chesed time. It's not chesed time. It's a love in the Torah, just like you stop your life for any other love or say that Hashem is telling you not allowed to look away. It's not like a regular, I have 
you know, I make $100, I give $10 to MISER. It's not MISER. I have 100 minutes of time. I give 10% of my time to MISER, like Ramesha said. No, it's not MISER. It's a love. Somebody falls down right in front of you, you have to pick them up. You can't say, oh, I already did my chesed of the week. You know, there's a story of a seminary girl that was in Israel, and she was really working on her midos, and she saw an old, old man, and uh, all of a sudden he was, he was carrying this huge, huge grocery bag, and the grocery bag plopped, and all the apples went rolling out all over the floor. And he, he's like looking at the apples running, and he sees this seminary girl just standing there, and he says, Why, please help me out. She said, oh, I'm sorry, that was last week's Mida, helping out other people. This week's Mida is feeling everyone's tzar. So I really feel your tzar. <laughs> so it's not a matter of that now I'm working on the Mida of helping out Nebuchadnezzar people. It's a lav mipsacha al-tasalam, means you cannot look away from your family member who is shorui the tzar. That I think we all agree on. So now, in the whole story, that we look at the story that it started when she tried to kill herself. But her story is 20 years old. Her story is going on under her brain, in her head, throughout all the smiles and all the graduations and all the birthday parties. This has been slowly like a cancer growing in her brain and, and getting bigger and bigger to the point that she wanted to die. And then the recovery of that, which we look at it like, oh, she's in the hospital. No, she. Oh, she's in the here, she's there. She's ripped apart from the world, from a beautiful world, from a beautiful family, from a beautiful Kalisro, raped away from being able to have the life that she was meant to have according to what she what it looked like, which is the life that all of you have. And now the question is, what are we supposed to do? So the first thing we're supposed to do is we're supposed to just not stop thinking about these words. We're supposed to just constantly remember that this could have been me, this could have been you. We're no better than her. And whether it's a dog or an Aiden or whatever it is, that she's normal because she's trying to live and get through life. She was thrown away like Yosef in Mitzrayim, all alone, worse than a jail cell, in a psych ward. And there's one guy over there, Nabuch, who's also Nabuch, who knows what his story is, how he ended up in the psych ward. I don't think any of us could say, no, we would be like Yosef HaTadik. I don't think any of us could say we would be stronger. We wouldn't fall for him. We wouldn't want to be with him. She's, he's the only person that she feels comfortable with in the world because he was there. The shaft, the break. There's a certain connection that a person has when they have a nervous breakdown and they share recovery with somebody. It's a very deep connection. And also in our world, there's a lot of trauma because she was hurt by people who look like us, and, and, and even if not, she was hurt and in pain while she was surrounded by people. And with him, there's none of that. And with us, she knows how we feel about snios and kashros and dogs and goyim. So she, does, she feels out of place, and by him, she's a, she's a princess. She not only feels in place, there's nobody, imagine living in a place where nobody judges you. That's what she needs. It's, it's poison for her to feel that she's being judged. And the fact is that that's what we're up against because, yes, she is being judged. She might be being, still being judged by some of you even though you probably hear what I'm saying is true. Or even if you agree, sometimes in the back of our minds, we're, yeah, but still, how come maybe I, I, still, but still, come on, you know, how come all of that? And even if not us, we have to shield her because everybody around us doesn't know her story, doesn't know her pain. 
we have to remember when the Mishnah says, don't judge somebody, we think, yeah, come on, what does it mean? Yeah, look what could be happening to somebody and all the neighbors and all the other people don't even have a clue about one hundredth of a millionth of her story. And they see a Baal's Taiva, uh, the crazy, she went crazy, what kind of this and that, and they can have all kinds of shittas and they're angry. Meanwhile, she's a, the nicest, holiest, greatest person in the world. And none of us could do any better. So we have to shield her not only if we're going to win this, if we're going to win this, this um, tug of war, we have to not only do our part, but we also have to shield her from looks, from thinking, from thoughts of other people. It's really, really hard. But the Zayir HaKadosh says that every single person that's put into a situation is Mamash Hashem putting them in that situation. And every person in a family or marrying into a family is put there. Nobody gets any Nisayan if not for Hashem setting them up for the Nisayan. So it's not her Nisayan. It's our Nisayan. It's our Nisayan as a brother, as a sister, as a brother-in-law, as a sister-in-law. It's our, our Nisayan as a father, as a stepfather, as a mother. It's a Nisayan. No matter how you're Negea to this person, Hashem is giving you a Nisayan, a challenge, and an opportunity to get more schosim than you ever could get in your entire life from anything that you would want to do that's considered normal. The Zayir HaKadosh that I, I learned together with you guys in the past, some of you, and, and you could share it, it's right in the beginning of, of the TP manual, says that a person who's healthy has to run after, run after, and buy Ba'agar Shlim full price to be Makarab this person just trying even if we fail, God forbid, your Avaida, when you try to run after her, to, to kaif, to buy her, to chop her, to grab her, to, to pull her in, to rein her in, the, just for trying, the schar, the Zayar Kaddish says, is higher than any taira, Avaida, anything you can do for Hashem. So if you're working for somebody and he pays you $30 an hour, but if his son slips and you grab him, and you save him, or the kid faints, and you take him to the hospital, he pays you $1,000 an hour for that time. The Zayir HaKadosh knows the schar. We do a lot of things for schar. We go to Davin Friday night with Minyan for schar. We're going to get paid uh, $10,000. The Zayir HaKadosh, there's no learning or davening, there's no avoided to Hashem that you can do that's going to give you the reward that comes even close to saving this girl. Saving this girl any bit, any that you do, moving your relationship from 71 to 72, or anything, any call, any hug, any, any comment, any compliment, any thinking good thoughts, whatever the avoida is, that's up for each person individually to on their own think about. But this is not, oh, you case. This is not, oh, I got to do this so my, my parents, you know, get off my case. This is your opportunity for schar, for Eilam Haba, everything we do is for Eilam Haba. And the Zayah HaKadr says, you will get more schar in Eilam Haba for schmoozing or anything that's gonna, that, that, encom- that, that includes chopping her, which is schmoozing with her and calling her and wasting time with her. These are all things. If we were able to waste time with her 24-7 for the next year, she would be from. That was the whole home sweet home chap. 
Well, what did we do? We had no learning, no davening, no talking, nothing. We kept them busy around from people, and the automatic reaction was they separated from the thinking of depression and down and I'm, I'm alone and, and hatred to Hashem and hatred to Tyra. Automatically, we won every single battle only by keeping them busy. We took them to the movies. We took them to ball games. We can't take them where we want to go. When you're saving somebody's life, you can't do it on your terms. Of course, everybody has to ask their das Torah, what they're supposed to do. But if you, you have to know what your matara is, what your tafkid is. You have solo people right now. You're on a boat and you have a sibling, you have a child that slipped off. You can't continue saying, oh, let's enjoy the sun. We're, our kids are playing. We have no time for this. I'm very busy. I'm this, I'm that. There's, there's somebody drowning in your family every single day. Every single day. And it's in the balance because 100%, if we were all doing 100% that, we, that it's shaykh to do, if this was our only focus, right? Let's say Moshe Rabbeinu came and said, don't daven, don't learn, don't do any mitzvahs. Put all your time and money that you would put into Yiddishkeit all into saving her life. There's no question that in a year from now she would be a different person. There's no question in five years from now she'll be a different person. There's no question that 100% apiteva, apiteva, I'm not talking about miracles. The teva is... And I've seen it in Home Sweet Home, that when these kids are cared for, they're kept busy and they're wasting time with people who are from, then they change automatically. And this is really what the Baal Shem Tov said the medicine is. The Baal Shem Tov said that when somebody came, it's printed, Adam Kasher, the person said that his kids went off the derech completely. They were kai from atheists. But and the Baal Shem Tov commanded them, Love them more. Because of that, they left Kfir. So the medicine is not looking bad looks and, and asking and advice and logic and could you dress up, but you understand, but the neighbors, but this. That's not how you deal with a chayla. You don't go to somebody with cancer and say, look, I'm really sorry about your cancer. I know that they cut off your ear because um, of the growth, but my kids are going to get freaked out. So could you please put this earmuff, earmuffs on your ears, even though it's summer, because I know it's uncomfortable a little bit for you, but please you understand, be respectful to my, you know, in our house, everybody has two ears, and it's very gory for us to see, and I don't want them to be traumatized, I'm very worried about them. Nobody would even think to do that. You know, I can't go visit you because, you know, you're in the, I know you're in Sloan Kettering, I know you're in California in the hospital, but I, I really am too busy, and, and it's so hard. I have, I have, you know, six kids. I'm sure you understand. I can come visit you. I'll, I'll send you an email. I mean, nobody would even think that. It's Ritzicha. And really over here, we have a spiritual, it's not even a spiritual illness, I have to say. It's the biggest mistake to even think that she's any less spiritual than any of us. It's like going into the hospital and seeing a yeshiva bacher in a coma and saying, wow, he really needs to work on his ruchnius. He didn't daven, he didn't say Krishna on, on time, and he didn't put on tefillin today. There's no ruchnius problem over here, really. It's all tsar. It's all emotional tsar that she's entitled to, 100%. If you study trauma, there's nobody in the world that's going to say she's not entitled to any reaction. Any, any reaction. And the truth is, she didn't react so terribly. She just... She didn't react so terribly. She just fell apart. And then she fell in love with the one guy that was there for her. So I, I don't see that she did any crazy things. She got tattoos to cover up her scars. 
I mean, if anybody could, could decide that they're going to be on the Bezna Shomala and that, that she's going to get punished for that tattoo, I mean, under such extreme... I mean, it's not shy. It's not, it's not possible. But, but in any case, we're not on the Bezna Shomala. We're in the Bezna Shomata. And in the Bezna Shomata, we have no right to judge at all anything that she does. So we have no right to think that she's less spiritual than us. We should never know what this does. Pain, pain as, as a child... It's impossible. So our job is very clear. We have a chiyuv, not meiser, not only when I could think about it. It's right now she's drowning. And we're, we're in a tug of war. And we made terrific headway. We really did. Baruch Hashem, she's recovering. But why isn't she home? She's homeless. Now, let's understand. I'm not blaming anybody. Any other girl in the world, if she had a home to go to, would be home. So now she's floating around. So she, she, I have to recover. So I'm going to go to boot camp. And then I'm going to go to this. And then I'll, I'll go to AA. And I'll, I'll live here. And I'll live there. We, we have an uphill battle. We have an uphill battle. So anybody who's blocking her from, even with vibes, of, of feeling uncomfortable for being the, the tormented soul that she is, it's like, it's like she's in a wheelchair. And, and we're looking down at her. And she feels like, ah, they, no, we, don't, we didn't build you a ramp. You know, so, okay, well, no, don't worry. No, we really like having you here. We're going to carry you up. Oh, you know, you'll stay on this foot. It's not the way you deal with a chayla. We just have to get it through our minds, each and every one of us. We will do everything in our power to move our connection to her to a hundred. And it's a schus. It's not a nebuch for her. For, look at our, be selfish. Look at our own avodah Hashem. That may, that, I mean, I'm not telling you. I'm just opening up your mind. You know, instead of davening Mariv, I'll spend 15 minutes on the phone with her. It sounds like that's an upgrade. You don't need to do that because there's time for both. But if there's no time, then you could ask a Shaila. Very possible, according to that Zoya, that it's better to speak to her than to daven. Very possible. I, 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 I would say it's, it's more than likely 100%. She's dying, and we're not going to get her back. And anybody who does Kirov and anybody who, does, who deals with the stuff knows that time is of essence. If we don't accomplish things now, and a year or two goes by, and she's still in this matzah, we're going to lose mega, mega amounts of time. I don't want her floating around the world anymore. We don't want her feeling homeless. We don't want her feeling different. And it's so hard because she really is different. She's going to wear not sneeze things, and we have to compensate. Chalila, that she shouldn't feel now that she's any less than us after her accident. Chalilo to look down on a cripple, that they should feel, oh, I don't feel comfortable, I'm going to go live with other cripples. I felt more comfortable in the rehab, in the hospital, you know, where everybody was a cripple, and, and, and I feel so less, less human by these people who are fortunate enough not to be in a car accident. Chalilo, it's mamashvich azdamim. if we give her a vibe, or we let anybody else give her a vibe. So we have to protect her, we have to protect her from looks. We have to protect her from people. And we must have to protect this neshama. And if we do, and every person individually finds a way to move their connection to 100, and I'm not going to tell you how to do that. It's your responsibility. It's your chiyuv. If you need to go to a course, go to a course. If you need to go to therapy, go to therapy. It's your, you were placed in this craziness sign by Hashem for your purpose that you now have to build arms and build midos and build muscle in a different way, which you will benefit from, whoever you are, and me as well. We each have these situations in our lives where we have to say, okay, if this is my challenge, 
I will rise to the occasion and I will make sure that I find the tools to build my relationship with her, my connection to a hundred. So when she comes back, she by then will feel like this is my family. These are my roots. These are my people. These are people that I can trust. These are people who love me, like me, and has to be for who I am, not for the person that they would like me to be, not for the person they wish that I was, not for the person that I wish I was, but after I was hit by a truck, no, they wish I would, I can walk, come, let's walk a little bit, let's try a little bit, let's, maybe, can't you a little bit? None of that. That does not work. We have to make her feel more comfortable than the other side, where she is naturally comfortable, where nobody in Omaha, Nebraska will ever look down at her, where we know in Lakewood if she comes, which we hope she'll visit Lakewood, we're going to have to be the blocking of the shields of, of, of that maybe people are going to look down and judge her, or in Borough Park, or in Muncie, and I'm just as guilty of that. That's when, when you go to healthy people and you're not healthy, people look, look at you. So we have to make, make up for that. We have to make up for the fact that people might not understand her and be over lavim, shver lavim of al tadinus chavercha achadagil mukaymai or havedonus kol adam lekavskus, and that's a much bigger averus than anything she's done because what she's done has been under extreme traumatic duress shaloi kederachatava. So we have to learn about our responsibility. And our opportunity to save her. And the idea is, we can't wait. We have to look for the wow factor. We have to look for the roisham. And if you want to build your relationship, if you, whoever you are listening, says, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to own this. I am going to make my relationship and connection with her to be 100. Now, imagine for a moment, imagine for a moment that your mother won the lottery. And she has a lot of money. And she tells you, Whoever reaches for every, you know, every point that you go up, I'm going to give you $100,000. And you say, you know what? If I reach a, a hundred, my relationship will go to a hundred. I'll have $10 million. I never have to work for the rest of my life. It's a good deal. This is the way we have to look at it. What would I do? All of a sudden, we get very creative. We would surprise her where she is. We would come there and pick her up in a limo. We, we know how, when we care, when, when, we, when, when a boy and a girl are dating, all of a sudden there's a lot of creativity and there's limos and flowers and wows and you can go and search on the internet how to impress somebody. If we really took this series as this is my task, even if I'm a brother-in-law, I'm a sister-in-law, sometimes newcomers to the family where there's less history sometimes have an easier chance to jump on and to accomplish even more, to become mamish close and to really develop a kesher. And if we believe in the schar, if we believe in Eilam Haba, if we believe that the Zayar HaKadosh says that after you die, you're going to go up the elevator and press penthouse. And he says it's going to go to a place that you don't belong based on your Torah and your Avodah. You're going to be going up to the place of the highest tzaddikim. You're going to go up to all the G'dayle Adar from all the generations and you're going to hit penthouse on that elevator, and the malachim are going to come and they're going to try to grab you away and they're going to say, you don't go up there. Where are you going? That's reserved. That's for the G'daylam. The Chazanish is up there. All the G'daylam, all the Tanoim, Amaram, you can't go up there. The Ein Mishiachal and the Zayas says, nobody is going to be able to protest. 
there's going to be bodyguards that say, no, get away. Even though he's not really based on his Torah and his Avodah, he was Mishtado. He tried to bring back a lost gem, a lost jewel to Hashem's crown. She's Hashem's child, and she's drowning, and she's floating away. And the only people that can help are each person that could develop a shaykhist to her and can increase their shaykhist to her. And I would feel bad for us if we fail. She's not floating around. She doesn't have the Bechira. She can't come back and make herself cry. She can't do this. This is like a Holocaust happening right in front of us. And imagine during the Holocaust that they, somebody makes an appeal in shul and says, listen, the Germans agreed that for $50,000 we can rescue my sister and we don't donate or we donate less than we could. We could talk about Doris. We're talking about Doris. talking about she could have a thousand ear and a cloak just like each and every one of you. But as a Sashem, we've seen these kids come back. We've seen that these kids are stronger than anybody, that they fight for their lives and they fight for Hashem and they fight for Torah and they come back as a Sashem. And the number one determining factor is you. Each one of you is like a rope. And if she has 10 ropes that are at 100, then that's more than six ropes. And if she has 20 ropes, then it's more than 10 ropes. So we can't, we can't create more people, but we have a team over here. We have a team of people that are dedicated to saving her life. It, it, she's not in front of you. You think like, oh, right now I'm just going to go eat supper. While you're eating supper, she's dying. She's floating away from God. She's falling into ideas in her mind. We need to grab her. And the idea is that we need to start now by reaching out and doing crazy stuff. We need the Rosham. Rabbi Rucham Olshin said a story of about 70 or 80 years ago that there was a boy in Lakewood who they were going to throw out of yeshiva because he was smoking on Shabbos. And they went... And Aaron Kotler said, it was around Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur time, so he told them, make sure you bring him to me by Nila on Yom Kippur. And they thought, oh, by Nila on Yom Kippur, you know, Rabbi Aaron, he's probably going to take this boy. Imagine what, 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 what he would po- possibly do. You know, I would think he's going to go to this boy and he's going to say, it's Nila, it's Yom Kippur. This is your chance to open up to Aaron Kaidish. Maybe he'll get everyone in the shul to, 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 to daven for him and to say, do tshuva, berabim, and, and turn around. Came to Ni'ila on Yom Kippur, and the boy walked in, smelled and dressed not appropriate for Yom Kippur. And when Ni'ila started, Aaron left his seat, and he sat next to the guy, and he schmoozed with him. He gave up his davening Ni'ila, Marev, Yom Kippur, he schmoozed with him, not one word of Musr. How are you? What's doing? How's it going? I heard you having going through a hard time. What's the matter? How's life? Schmoozed with him. After Marav, they answered Aaron, they said, Dafka Nila, you have to come? For, for schmoozing, you could schmooze after, after Marav. You could schmooze tomorrow. Why, why, why Dafka by Nila? And he said, I know that this boy is so far gone, he needed to see how precious he is to me, that I'm willing to give up my Nila. He needed to see that me, with Aaron, that you are more important than my Nila. He needed to see that he is probably the biggest Avarian in Klal Yisrael, Michal Shabbos, the Fahesia, needs to know that the Gadol Adar feels that you are more important than my Nila on Yom Kippur. He said, I knew that the Roshim would make an impression on him, and it did, and the guy did Shuva. We're looking for the Roshim, the surprise 
the thing that she's not expecting, that the building the Kesha and jump-starting the Kesha and doing exciting and, and it's things that are going to blow her mind in a confident, in a, in a slow, can't go too fast, but in a, in a building way, a jump here and there. And each person has to figure out if your goal is that by the time Yom Kippur comes, that you could tell Hashem that I dedicated my life to saving my sister, sister-in-law, cousin, whatever it is, that this is, I am dedicated to this. If that's what you're going to go into Yom Kippur, and you realize that this is your Eilam Haba, this is your Gan Eden, this is your opportunity that you were put in into 2000, and this Dar couldn't do this 50 years ago. When you learn the Zayar, he says about, about the innocent, good people running after sinners, you think to yourself, you know, 100 years ago, I guess there were always sinners, but it's very hard to, to, to find, um, you know, these, these, these people who are suffering and they're separated from Hashem that you could grab. Today, you go to any gas station, you go to any park Friday night, they're all over the place. For us, it's diamonds waiting to be cultivated, waiting to be grabbed. And instead, people kick nish, look the other way, look down at them, yell at them, get angry at them. These are our, our diamonds. For us, it's chusim, it's opportunities. So we just have to care. We have to care. First of all, you have a kaber sevicha factor because every second that you're helping her is the greatest kibbutz for you, for your mother, for your father. There's no greater kibbutz. Parents feel tremendous nachas when their children who are healthy decide to care for the children who are not healthy. The nachas for parents is unbelievable. And that can imagine the nachas for Hashem, where He sees. That, uh, that somebody who, who's healthy is caring uh, and davening, being mispowel, giving staka, doing pu'ulas to help the not healthy people. And let's think, we're in the three weeks now. The whole Beis Amigdash was destroyed because of sinas chinam. And the, the, the rectification, the opposite of sinas chinam is a havas chinam. I love you because you're my sister. I love you because you're my daughter. I love you because you're my stepdaughter. I love you because you're my cousin. You're, I, I love you because you're a Jew. I have a schinam. I'm not expecting anything back from you. You're not making me proud. You know, I can't walk in the street and say, look, this is my, my, my uh, BJJ girl, unfortunately, because you, you are, went through what you went through. But I, I love you just because just I have to love you because you're my sister. Because you're my, my Achenu Bnei Yisrael. This is the greatest way to rectify the whole Golis anyway. Havaschinam is rebuilding the base Hamid. This rectifying the Chet that put us in all of this pain that none of this would have happened if we had the base Hamid. None of this would happen if we had Mashiach here. We wouldn't have thousands of kids ripped apart and thousands of families who are in pain and parents who are in worse pain than if a child is dying of cancer. I had parents who told me that they had kids who were dying from cancer. And this is much harder. So the pain of the parents is unbelievable. Just taking away your parents' pain, just calling your mommy and saying, Mommy, guess who I spoke to today? And I'm flying there and I'm going there and I'm inviting and I sent her the nachas ruach for your parents to be mekayim on 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 such a constant basis, the schar for that alone is just awesome. So be selfish. Look at how we can upgrade our ruchnis, upgrade our spiritual bank accounts in Gan Eden by dedicating ourselves, each one of us, that I am going to find a way by hook or by crook to make my connection sizzle 
to be close, to be tight, to be excited, to see her, to, to, to really she should feel comfortable. And whatever level you're on, push it up higher and higher. And you think, you pay somebody to come up with ideas. Care about it. If you care about it for real, if this is your, your life's mission, and it should be, if this is your life's mission, you will acquire the skills that you need. You will go to your friends or your relatives or your chavusa, and you'll break your head on it and you'll figure out, how do I get through to this kid? What do you think she likes? What should I do? What idea should I have? You could hire a life coach if you need to. It's the greatest investment of your life. The only thing you need to do is care. And according to your mom, you really all care, and that's beautiful. So it's just putting it as a priority. Of course, we're all busy, and we're all raising kids and raising families and building lives. It's all true. But if she was in the burn unit in a hospital, you would find a way to carry on with your life, and at the same time, it would be a priority to visit your sister who's sitting in pain in the burn unit. You would be there maybe for a week, maybe for weekends. It's not geschmack, but that's we do what we got to do. And over here, we have to put it in our minds as if she's in a burn unit, as if she's burned. And she can't wear normal Tznius clothing, and she can't function from normally. She doesn't have the ability to, and I'm telling you as an expert in this field, somebody should judge her. We have no right to judge, even if we think we're right, but over here we would be so wrong. She's mamish burning inside, ripped apart from her family. She should be home now. She should be living in a beautiful, and sleeping on a beautiful bed, and having beautiful, the whole, everything, life should be beautiful for her. And she has such a beautiful future, getting married, having children, all of that. She's a burn victim, a victim of a terrible, she no, terrible... She has, she, has no, she has no friends at home. You know, she come home, there's nobody there. Avada, this is all part of her struggle. You're right. We have to compensate. We have to compensate. We can't say, okay, live in Auschwitz because you have no friends back at home. You're right. We, she has a lot of issues. Then maybe, maybe the parents have to move to a place to, to, to a different place. Maybe some of the kids have to move. I don't know. You're right. That's, there's tons of obstacles. But losing her is not an option. So the first thing is everybody should move their relationship up, head towards 100. Get there. If it means renting a limo for her, flying a plane, surprising her, doing things that she's going to say, wow, because the wow is what opens up her brain it's like around her brain is walls. And what blows open those walls is when she goes, wow, I can't believe you did that. Wow. That opens up and the simcha of the wow allows her to feel. And if everybody from their angle pushes up higher, higher, higher to 100, then by the time she comes back, we can't wait for her to come back. If, you, if everybody's relationship would be high, 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 then when she comes back, we have a chance she'll stay. Now, yes, we have a lot of challenges. It's true. If she had four siblings in the house, it would be better. It would be challenging in other ways, but it would be better. Yeah, she should be home with one or two dogs, and maybe you have to move to a place that she's going to have friends, or maybe we have to move to a different location. Maybe I don't know what needs to be done. That's the next thing. But the first thing is relationship, relationship with each one of you. Push it up to the max. Now, it's not just having a great relationship. I have a friend of mine that we're really close. I think I spoke to him this month maybe five minutes, but we're really just as tight. I don't need to spend time with him. I'm busy. He doesn't need to spend time with me, but yet in the heart, we're very, very close. That's meaningless for us. We need every minute of her life smiling, laughing, being busy. Now, it's almost impossible, but there's so many of you. So just 
if everybody spends the time schmoozing, every minute she's schmoozing with us, she's not connected to the other world. Every minute she's laughing with us, she's not going to fall into a depression. Every minute that she's joking and connecting and seeing pictures, maybe fly your kids out there, those of you with kids, to see her. Why? Because we miss you. No, but I'll be home anyway soon. But when you, what, is it, what does a person feel like when you say, yeah, but we couldn't wait so long? That's what we need. And the idea is to show her that you are so important. We couldn't wait so long. It's great. And, and the more we schmooze with her, 12 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock, 1 o'clock, as much as we can, we're going to toivel her mind b'nei hadas, like the Rambam explains, that a brain could be toivel b'nei hadas. Her mind is in depression, feels ripped apart from the world. I'll never be. I'll never be a part of that. I can never be like them. I have to look ahead. I have to recover and find myself. No, no, no. We wanted to feel you are found. We found you. This is your home. We are your family. But without saying any of that, just by feeling love and true admiration, appreciation, we should admire her. You don't, you, you don't look down. You have to admire what she's been through. There's no reason that she lost our admiration. She's a fighter. She's looking for a way. She says, maybe I'll recover. Maybe I'll recover if I, if I go to a, a, a boot camp and I sleep on the floor. Can you imagine a princess of a girl? This is not a lazy person. This is not someone trying to take the easy way out. She's willing to do anything. She would amputate her leg if she thought that maybe I'll have some manucha in this world. She's doing and has done and will continue to fight for herself. Our job is to motivate her as much as we can. And yeah, there are some things that maybe we can't do. Hashem knows. That's where he comes in. If we all do our part, Hashem, we have a right to ask and beseech and beg and maybe even demand, maybe even demand that Hashem should do the part that we cannot do. We are saying we care. We're dividing up the whole Tehillim every day. The family should divide up. And the whole Tehillim should be said every single day. You should go to the Rabbanim that you know, your family is Baruch Hashem connected, and ask every single Rav to say one capital. So when you finish every single day, it's including Tzilas of Tzadikim and Rabbanim and Gedolim. Very, very powerful. And you demand Hashem, listen, we will do everything for this Neshama. You gave our family a gift, an opportunity. We are going to take care of her. It's not a mistake that she was placed in our family. And as, even if it's not, even if it's a nephew, even if it's an uncle, an aunt, even if it's a sister or a brother-in-law, you have a chance to reach out to her. I, I can't call her. You have her phone number. Make the connection. Whether it's a phone number or a Facebook friend or Instagram follower, whatever it's going to work to make your individual connection be busy with her. Show interest in her. Build it. You could say right now, yeah, well, it's weird. I never speak to her. I'm only a brother-in-law. I'm only a sister-in-law. So it's weird. I can't just, you know, start spending time with her. You're right. You can't. Build it up. But don't go one and then two and then three. When you care about it, you know when to jump. It could be one, two, eight, nine, twelve, fifteen. You know how to build a relationship. When you, when you connect and you care, it happens. If this was a business account that you needed to make money, if you were selling jewelry, and you have to go into a store and get, get the account, you use everything that you have, your charisma and your tools. And if you don't have, if you don't have charisma and you don't have shame and you don't have creativity, and this is the job that you need to, to pay your bills and you don't have another opportunity, this is a much better job, then you find the tools. You hire someone to teach you the tools. You go to a coach. You go to a therapist. You go anywhere in the world because I need these tools because my life depends on it. That's the attitude we need to have. 
We need these tools because our life depends on it. My Olam Hazeh and my Olam Haba all depends on reaching her and connecting B'nafshoi Kshuro B'nafshoi. She should feel tremendous Kesher and be busy with her and have fun with her and surprise her. If you can go on a Groupon and find out that there's a cheap flight to her and then there's another cheap flight, let's say, to, to Vegas or to Arizona, whatever, and then you can, sometimes you can, if there's a budget, I don't know if there's a budget, but even if there's a budget, sometimes they have these $30, $40 flights. Fly her, go with her, and then pop over to wherever for a night and for a day, whatever it is, and then drop her back home. Just, I missed you, let's go out there. There's a great massage a spa in Arizona, let's go for a day. I'm I just excited to see you do anything that will raise as quick as possible in a natural but not natural but yet not crazy and, and you have to learn how to do that, right? You can't ov- be overwhelming to her and she's going to think like she's a Nebuch case. You have to be very smart and you have to down to the Shemaya. But that's the goal. The goal is to get your relationship and time and busyness and connection to her up as high as you can. Whether it takes a month or a year, different for different people, it's appropriate. But don't be a day late and don't be a day early. You have to do it sure and steady and ask advice on how to do it. But that's our mission. Does everybody agree that this is our mission? Yep, we agree. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Disagree. Disagree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We agree. Hashem should give you all the If Chaim Kanievsky said that the best way to, the only way really, to hope that we won't go through this with our own children is to help other children who are like this. The more that we help out other people, the more of a shtikal haftacha we can have, we can hope that our own children should be protected because there is no way that any of us thinks that this could be prevented or protected. This is something that, that nobody is immune to. The biggest tzaddikim and the biggest gedolim have children or grandchildren that are terrorized and that are hurt and under our noses and that are going through all kinds of matzavim that Hashem wants them to go through and go for whatever reason that Hashem wants it to. And the only protection a little bit that we can have is to say, listen, Hashem, you know, we are going to do the avoider on Yenem's child, on somebody else's child, and then we can hope and pray we should never have to do it on our own child. So hopefully I'll have the Shemaya, and we'll all step up to the challenge. And, if, and we should do this. I do this with families quite often. We can do it again. Uh, Hashem should be with you, that you should see the ultimate success, the end of the story. Hashem, we're all going to rejoice when she's at her chuppah and she's married to a frum person and she builds a frum that we will all be able to feel that we were a part of that. This is Avi Fischoff from Twisted Bounding. To be added to my broadcast, please send a WhatsApp request to 718-902-6666.